0: Hello, I'm Orlando Bloom, and you're listening to Two Star Podcast. Good morning, slash afternoon, slash evening, everyone, depending on when you are listening to this. Welcome to the Two Star Podcast. This is episode number forty-three. I am here with Graham. Hello. And Adam. Hi. Isn't that wonderful? So we have lots and lots of exciting stuff to talk to you guys about today. Um, and I think we're going to start with, obviously, the most important fact that is uh, on everyone's mind and has been suppressed until now, but is starting to come out in, in the mainstream media. And that, obviously, is the menace of Bruce Forsyth. Um, Graham has been our primary correspondent on this and is the original discoverer of the dangers of Brucey. Um, Graham, where are we?
1: Well, I mean, he's struck again. He's uh, taken down a Ronnie. Well, the the only remaining Ronnie's taken out Ronnie Corbett. Um, And it's gone too far now. We've got to do something. We have to stop this. I don't know what we can do. But um, I'm just going to play you a little bit of audio. The nerve of this guy going on the news and talking about Ronnie Corbett literally minutes after he'd sucked his soul out through his ear is, uh, is staggering.
0: Ronnie was a friend, someone
1: I admired so much. Um, it's a very, very sad day. Uh, you know, we always say a one-off, but he certainly was a one-off and a half. So I think you can agree that's pretty chilling to hear the words of a killer. Yeah, you can hear the quake in his voice as he continues to digest his soul. <laughs> yeah, mean, some, you, you, it's shocking, heart-rending. You can hear the uh, remains of Ronnie Corbett's bones crunching in his teeth. Just, uh, I mean, yeah, it's
2: it's not pleasant listening. And have to wonder at whoever it was who thought it was a good idea to get him on to talk about it. Yeah, I mean... Well, I I think part of his genius
0: has been in not letting the common man actually cotton on to the awful things
1: that are happening. That interviewer probably just didn't know. Well, I'm pleased to say that it does look like the tide is starting to turn. Because I I did what all good news outlets do at times like this, uh, which is just to piss about on Twitter and call it research... (laughs) Um, and people are starting to wake up to the horror that is unfolding before our very eyes. It's taken, I mean, it's nearly three months now, isn't it? But uh, his murder for a age while. is being noticed. So uh, Sadie Baker on Twitter says, becoming increasingly suspicious that Bruce Forsyth must have made a deal with the devil. Stuart Taylor says, Bruce Forsyth still going, mind, like a light entertainment Nosferatu. Calvin Graham says, I wonder if Bruce Forsyth has a bunch of paintings in his attic of other old celebrities, like some sort of messed up version of Dorian Gray. Jack Bamford says, I think Bruce Forsyth has the key to eternal life. Uh, Red Soul Gooner says, Bruce Forsyth must be a vampire. And Gary Bainbridge says, starting to wonder if Bruce Forsyth is draining the life force from an entire generation of light entertainers. So, people are catching on. This Gary Bainbridge chap, he knows. Is he involved? Yeah, I mean, is it? But who has he got in his sights now? Are we, are we too late to save the next victim? And we, well, should we have acted sooner? I mean, we, we should have acted when when he took took out Wogan. Really, shouldn't we? But we've procrastinated. We've said, you know, we don't know what he's going to do. He killed a whale, and we thought maybe that was the end of the cycle. He was going to go into hibernation, but no, he's back with a vengeance. Um, we can't just sit by anymore. We've got to we got to make a, a plan to, to stop this mur- murderous fiend. So, Dan, what are we going to do? Well, when's the next season of Strictly on? I uh, don't know. It finishes around Christmas, doesn't it? So, like, autumn or something?
2: Oh, Christ. That's ages. We can't wait that long. There won't
1: be any light entertainment. Well, I, I mean, he hasn't been on Strictly for, like, three years either. No, because he... No, he, but he
2: I'm just thinking it's kind anymore. of...
1: Given that, you know,
0: the other crap that he did is never, ever coming back, probably... a. a a monster that powerful, he needs to do some kind of ritual involving, you know, things he did in his life and stuff. So, I, I'm thinking that you need some kind of, you know, mystic dance on Strictly uh, to do a little little ritual and drive the evil Brucie out 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 from the world via the magic of uh, dance and mm. drama. And if it involves sacrificing Louis Walsh on an altar in the middle of Strictly on live TV on a Saturday, I am absolutely down with it. Well,
1: I think you're right about the ritual sacrifice. I think that is. Uh, going to be a, a definite requirement of, of how we're going to fix this mm. um, I don't know if uh, Louis Walsh would be the best person you really need to go for somebody who who is who is the I mean it needs to be a virgin doesn't it first off you see I was going to make a really mean joke but it just would be horrible so I'm not okay well, I mean you can if you want it's fine well no it's, it's about
0: one of the celebrity judges on Strictly and it's just not nice oh,
1: okay well that's uh, disappointing really uh yeah, sorry. so who is related to the Light Entertainment, probably a virgin, uh that we can sacrifice um in return for well, we just need to make Bruce Forsyth mortal again, because we're not going to be able to kill him, are we? Until he's yeah. until he's no. made mortal. Um Derma O'Leary. James Corden? Dermot uh, Derma O'Leary's a good James call? Corden wouldn't appease anyone, would he? They they'd be angered no. even more if we sent them James Corden's soul.
0: Um, well, thank us for doing so. Uh,
1: but well, no, because we'd be sending his soul into the the dark realm, that, oh, right. and, and they don't want him there. So that would anger them even more, and they'd send Bruce out to uh, to to take us out, and we're not even light entertainers. Yeah. So no, I see what uh, you're saying. But maybe Ollie Murs. He's a young gentleman who uh, seems to be you know, fairly well liked and entertaining. I don't really know anything about him apart it from looks like a bit of a twat, but. I mean, that's yeah. that's most people under the age of twenty-five.
0: That's true
1: so It could be a bit
0: of you know a vanilla ice cream sacrifice. I mean, most people like
2: vanilla ice cream, but does anyone like love vanilla ice cream? Mm. Well, I don't think that the, the quality of the sacrifice has to be necessarily top-notch. It just has to be you know at least mediocre. I don't think what? it's worth taking any chances, though.
0: Yeah, this is
1: what I worry about. Can we go for someone more a, a bit more upmarket than Oli Mers? Hmm, who could, we, who could we choose? I mean, if you're going for virgin territory, then Jedward are obvious contenders. Yeah, but again,
2: that's not really up in the quality. It's it's the causing issue, isn't well, it? But it
1: is two for one. That is true. Yeah. So, yeah, you get the two for one factor with Jedward, but um, yeah, they're not ideal. I mean, I don't know enough about light entertainment on a Saturday night to...
2: Well, I mean, it's kind of uh, gone by the wayside because all it is now is, like, strictly the voice, X Factor, Britain's Got Talent...
1: Um, I mean, Anton Deck. Oh, Anton Deck would be good quality souls to send into the uh, underworld. Can't go wrong with Anton Deck. Yeah. I mean, they are a national treasure, but we would save well, so this is many.
2: The thing. At, at some point, they're bound to fall foul of Brucie. Like, yeah. It's just, if we don't do something now,
1: it'll be too late. I think they're probably too young to be uh, be in his sights, though. But. I can't think of anyone better, so let's kill Anton dead. <clears> okay. <throat> All right. Well, that's sorted. They do their Saturday night takeaway thing. Have you watched no. that? Uh, it's quite good. Um, and they do a thing where they have a like a split screen with four different uh, quadrants, I suppose. Um, and somewhere in the country, they put a sofa, and they just film the sofa. And if you can figure out where it is and go and sit on it, then you can be in the audience the following week, or you can win the chance to be in the audience the following week. I think we've got good coverage of the country. So if we all watch it on Saturday, we're bound to know where it is because you've got the Midlands, I've got the North, Dan's got the mm. South. How many places can you hide a sofa? Well, I mean, not, apart from those three, not many. You've got what? Scotland and Wales. Not going to a sofa there. No, and that'd be insane. And you've got you've got one in four chance that it's going to be close, one of them is going to be close to you. I think we can cover this off. Um, get there. If any other people have turned up as well, I guess you could just kill them and then uh, we'll win the chance to go to the studio and take a sniper rifle. Because they probably don't search you on the way in. No, I, mean, I don't know what they so, will. So I think that's that's all we can do, really, is uh, take out Anton Deck. Well, no, we don't want to take him out with a sniper rifle. It needs to be ritual sacrifice. Uh, should, I mean, just Trank Darts. Yeah, Trank Darts would be good. Um, oh, I've always wanted to have a gun on a blowpipe. Uh, that's what your mum says. Uh, so anyway, that's how we're going to uh, end Bruce Forsyth's reign of terror because it is untenable. We're gonna there's going to be nobody left soon. We can't just allow him to carry on slaughtering innocent celebrities unchecked. I mean, Operation U-Tree have given him a really good list of people who nobody would miss, and he still goes for the the. To national be fair, treasures. they're more it's,
2: difficult uh, to get hold of. Most of them are in prison. Well, well the problem yeah, with U-Tree is a lot of
0: them aren't. You know, mm, that's yeah, true.
2: but they are under police surveillance. You know, there's a lot of attention around that's them. That's true. Yeah. it's very risky for Brucey to go for them when other celebrities. I mean, when was the last time you thought of Ronnie Corbett before today? Don't know. Was yeah. Nice yeah. Yeah. Like, no, know, he, was, he was an easy target that nobody would think about at the
1: time. And then bang, too late, he's gone. And uh, we're all sitting here with egg on our face, aren't we? Mm.
2: Yeah.
1: Anyway, right. Well, that's uh, that's one of the things that happened this week. So a great many other things have happened this week as well, so we're going to have to rattle through because this is going to end up being a very long episode. So, uh, Spad, do you want to give us an update on Barry Chuckles' uh, racist a- activities? Yeah, so
2: um, a listener contacted us uh, via the Two Star Podcast website Um to uh, suggest that perhaps the racist outburst from Barry Chuckle wasn't actually as bad as it may have first been reported. Um, now he included a link to a picture of the original Facebook
1: post, which I have examined in detail. Okay. Did you enhance uh, when you I zoomed did. in, and it made it really sharp? Yeah, uh, no, no, need, it just made it enhance. really blurry and pixely, and I couldn't. I, I, I didn't have the enhance. I said no. zoom. No. Oh no, you need the yeah. You got to zoom and enhance. That's a um, mistake, so huh?
2: basically I have to kind of agree that it's not overtly a racist thing. It's one of the quite clever things that Britain first do where they, they put like memes out that are, you know, potentially acceptable, um, but a little bit kind of iffy. And then they just kind of tag their name on them. Um, so the actual the actual post was um, about people who leave Britain to join terrorist groups shouldn't be allowed back into Britain. Um which you know that is yeah that's a pretty racist it's thing fairly to reasonable say. sentiment now, there is the slight issue of strip them of their citizenship and keep them out, uh, which you can't do because it's against all kinds of international law to leave someone stateless, so unless they have dual citizenship, you can't strip them of their citizenship. Um, but yeah, it's not overtly racist, but it's one of those things that Britain first get people to share to get them to share Britain first stuff that isn't inherently objectionable to everybody. But leads them to the really horrible racist stuff on the Britain First Facebook page.
1: Yeah, I think it's more the context of sharing something from uh, a group well, that's that are famed for and their it's, hate. It's speech. Like,
2: I think part of it is that I don't know whether he kind of did it consciously, if you like, because I've seen people sharing stuff from Britain First without even realizing what they're doing. They just see the picture, go, I agree with that sentiment, share. That's kind of the, yeah, they don't kind of the trick for it. That's what they do. So, yeah. I would I mean, like that's... to revise our, our earlier claim that he's a massive racist and say that there's some room for doubt and that he may have innocently uh, called for the
1: barring of people from re-entering the country. I'll be honest, that is not the Barry Chuckle racism update I had I'm hoped for. I'm very sorry that it disappointed you in that yeah. way. I thought you were going to say he'd uh, like killed a black man or something.
0: Why would you want that?
1: Well, it, content. Hashtag yeah, content, building sort of your hashtag brand. know yeah, the first thing I saw, I thought when I saw that Ronnie Corbett had died was hashtag mm. content, which makes me... Uh, a journalist. No, just a yeah, normal person. Just uh, a professional, I think, mm. is what it makes yeah, me. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Look at amateurs worrying about hashtag yeah. content. So, um, what else happened this week? Well, not in the real world, but I went to see Batman versus Superman. Well, you did do that in the real world. Um not in the wider world, in my own okay. life, but how was it okay, not as bad as a lot of the reviews have said, but not good either it's is very it's very chugging it i mean it is a Zack snyder film. there's no room for doubt on that um it's two and a half hours Ooh. long. If you got rid of all the slow motion and all the fancy uh, effects and Instagram filters that you insist on putting onto every fucking scene, uh, it'll probably be about 45 minutes. It, it, it When you think about like The Dark Knight, that's a long film, but so much happens in it. And this one is just a long film where nothing really happens. And what does happen doesn't make any sense. It's a very convoluted plot which is not fully explained and there is no depth to it at all it is all Mm. surface it looks great but the characters hardly talk to each other there's very little dialogue it just it sort of rolls along and you don't feel that you uh, had any connection to any part of it it doesn't draw you in uh yeah so disappointing i mean they're that's that makes it sound worse than it is. There are a lot of good bits. The problem is, I saw all of them in the trailer. I think that was yeah, literally there was, a lot of people were saying well, that. Every story beat is covered in the trailer. There's,
2: I think, I think before you go any further, we should probably just say that there may be some spoilers discussed. So if you
1: don't want to be spoilt on the terrible yeah, two and a half hour film, I'll, then I'll try not to spoil anything know. because there is there, But if you've seen the trailer, then it's not spoiled. That's the that's the thing. The trailer spoiled well, every good bit. Because I knew it was all coming.
2: My understanding is that Batman kills a yeah. lot of people.
1: That does seem to be the thing with Batman these days. He He's just... I mean, it, it's just not even commented on. It's just that, oh, he kills people, does he? Fine, okay. Uh, there's no... Yeah, there's no concern around that. There's no conscience on it. So that was a bit of a misstep. Ben Affleck is excellent. And he is... He's the best Bruce Wayne I've ever seen. That um, surprising. I think... He is... So it surprised me. I, I was I sort of... Initially, I had the... What, really? Ben Affleck, like everybody. But I came around to it and thought, well, he's a good actor. He could be all right. It's It's a risk, but it really pays mm. off. He's He's great. I really want to see a solo Ben Affleck Batman film, not directed by Zack Snyder. Yeah. Um, Wonder Woman is brilliant as well.
0: I'd never heard of the woman that plays Wonder Woman.
1: Uh, Gal Gadot, isn't it? Yeah, she's in Fast uh, and, and Furious, some on of the one. later ones. Um, but yeah, she she was really great. Um, well, I was but, she only
2: in it for a few minutes, basically.
1: Yeah, not very much, but she you know she pretty much steals every scene she's in. Um, but the big bit where she turns up and is really awesome is in the trailer, so you knew you knew that. Um, the The big baddie was kind of revealed in yeah. the last trailer, so they could have if they hadn't revealed yeah. that, there would have still been a really good kind of surprised where it was going, but no, they decided to spoil that as well. There is one one bit that happens right at the end, which isn't uh, in the trailer, so I won't spoil that. Suffice to say, it, it was a surprise, but it was jarring. Hmm. And it's it's just, I don't know, I didn't dislike it, but all the way through I just thought, there's a really good film in here. There's There's so many good things about it, and Zack Snyder is not getting any of them. Out, it's less than the sum of its parts and the sum of its parts would have been great
0: yeah, that's always disappointing and
1: yeah, it, it does sound like Zack Schneider just
2: is like kind of a worse version of Michael Bay yeah, like Michael Bay makes stupid films that have lots of explosions and lots of military porn and there are not a great number of redeeming features about them but they're usually at least vaguely entertaining. He is at least capable of telling a story. Yeah, whereas
1: Zack Snyder seems to like yeah, actively dislike the audience and want them to suffer. Zack Snyder just seems to be wanting to direct computer game cutscenes. That's what that's what sucker punch felt like to me, mm. and that's what every everything he does now feels like. It the best thing I can I can say to describe it is that I think Zack Snyder has looked at the pictures in loads and loads of comics, but not read any of the words.
0: Yeah,
1: all surface, no depth. Um, but some good stuff could come out of it. I think the Wonder Woman movie will be really good. Um, well, ben Affleck is apparently...
2: Justice League movie, isn't he?
1: Which has started filming already. That's probably a write-off. But I think the solo films that come off them could be really good. Yeah. So So kind
0: of like the inverse of the Marvel stuff.
1: Um, I don't know. Some of the Marvel standalone films were good. Thor was awful. Um, The thing with the Marvel standalone films is that almost all of them were good. And
2: that meant that by the time they got to Avengers, they didn't have to do... the. And uh, I write in saying this including Batman's origin story in the film?
1: Uh, to be fair, the, the origin story is handled well. It's it's sort of the cre- pre-credits sequence. But still, it's
2: another retelling of you, you, you
1: have to take it that there are going to be people who watch it who won't have seen a Batman film before, and you, so you've got to put the context around I it. I don't know, I,
2: I kind of find it... Like I know, it's tr- I know that there are obviously going to be people, but I just I can't imagine that there is a significant proportion of people going to see Batman versus Superman who don't know Batman's origin story at this point, or who no, would it, care. It feels
0: like counting out tasters for Coke. There's like six people in the world that don't don't know what Coke tastes like. Mm,
1: but it's it's a it's the touch point that gets that that starts the story, and you you can't just launch partway into the story without having started it and they, it, it, they don't okay
0: so if it's integrated into the story I yeah can see
1: that they don't labor it it's not like 20 minutes of them getting ready to go to the movies and stuff it's it's just they're coming straight out into the alley both get shot in a very stylized way which is taken straight from the dark knight returns which is great um mm. and then it and then it's it's done with and it i think it's they, it had to be there it was right at the beginning. So it's not going to kind of take anyone out of the movie once it started. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's, happening as the titles are coming up um, and then it's done with, and they move on. And, and the only, the, the only other way they could have done it better would have been to have flashbacks to it, but that would have felt more contrived, I think. So I didn't have a problem with that at all. I, I thought that was, that was fine really. Okay. But yeah, I mean, there's not much more to say. It's, it's fine. It's all right. Lex Luthor <laughs> is, is, Really, really bad. Yeah, um, I've heard that. Just, I mean, Jesse Eisenberg is doing Jesse Eisenberg's play, Mark Zuckerberg, that's what he does. Just completely yeah. miscast, which is a shame because everybody yeah. else is cast well, except Henry Cavill, who has got no charisma at all. Oh, no, um, no. But we knew that from Man of Steel, so that's fine. Um, yeah. Jeremy Lyons as Alfred is perfect. And it's, yeah, just, I don't know. A really badly missed opportunity because that's that's never going to happen again. You're never going to have Batman versus Superman again. You'll have Justice League. You'll have them in each other's films, but they're not going to. If it happens again, it's happening again as a reboot. It was it was the first time yeah, that's happened, I... and, and they fucked it basically. So anyway, that's why I think it was yeah, not the worst thing I've ever seen. Not very good. Um, no real desire to see it again, but I wouldn't I wouldn't tell anyone not to bother. I think if you if you like comics and you like comic book films, then there's you'll get something out of it. It's just not it's just not what mm. it could have been. Anyway, right, so um another thing that's happened this week, or it might not have been this week, but it came to our attention this week, is uh that Thomas the Tank Engine have added quite a lot of new characters. Um new well, I say characters, new trains. And some of them are well one of them in particular is a very
2: sexy looking lady train. Is it my imagination, or have they given that train tits? Um, what? yeah, very possibly. Uh, let's
1: just see if we can find it. I mean,
2: obviously not like actual, you know, knockers, but the paint on the paint job on the train very much suggests
1: boobs. Hmm. I mean, she's uh, she's Indian and exotic as well, which is, uh, which is obviously great. Although,
2: um, um, in classic style, she has been whitewashed.
1: Yeah, oh, of course, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, grey wash, mm-hmm. to be fair. Mm. Uh, yeah, she does have uh, two quite large circles painted on the front, which do look like tits. I haven't noticed that before. Thanks for bringing that to my attention. Not a problem.
0: So hang on, what's this awful character called? Uh,
1: she's called uh, Ashima. So let me just give you a quick run-through of some of the characters. So they've added... Um, uh, for some reason, they've just decided to add a lot of um, foreigners, I think. Yeah, so they've got Vinny from Canada, who has a tough demeanour and competitive drive that often gets the better of him. They've got uh, Yong Bao from China, who is based on a Chinese Railways RM Class 462 Pacific, which that's the only information it's got. That's good. Uh, Frieda from Germany, uh, with her sleek blue paint, she's often mistaken for Gordon. Raul from Brazil, who is based on a train manufactured by Sentinel in 1931, built for a 5 foot 3 inch gauge. However, to fit on Sodor's lines, Raul has been adapted to a standard gauge. (laughs) That means he broke his legs, like... Well, yeah, they've handicapped him, haven't they? Uh, Ivan from Russia. No details yet exist for Ivan. So presumably he's ex-KGB. Yeah, former KGB, yes. Uh, Axel from Belgium, who uh, doesn't... There's no uh, details about him as well. And you've got Ashima, who we've covered. Uh, Outer beauty resonates on the inside as well. So basically if you look like shit, then you're a twat inside is what they're telling kids, so pretty that's much, a yeah. great lesson for them. Um, mm. Carlos from Mexico, who has a monobrow.
2: That's pretty that's racist. racist.
1: Yeah, I mean, none of them are, you know, particularly progressive um, sounding characters, are they? It's, it's all playing the, to the stereotypes. Uh, and I mean, I don't think trains need nationalities anyway, really, but um, apparently Mattel feel otherwise. Uh, so... DanFan625 has been sending us quite a lot of disturbing pictures of uh, Ashima um, and yeah, just slightly upsetting me and uh, I was getting a bit scared. But uh, he did also remind me of something that we've been threatening to uh, bring into uh, the podcast for some time. And I feel that now really could be the moment to read out the Thomas the Tank Engine erotic fan fiction.
0: Mm, okay.
1: Um, your reticence is noted and dismissed excellent so um who would like to be Thomas and who would like to be Rosie? I
0: will be Rosie okay, for
1: the sake of art, I shall narrate in my best Ringo star accent it is okay. upsetting on a great many levels. I really don't want to read this well it's tough, you've got to so I, I'm not sure who yes you do. Thomas held Rosie close to him in the quiet of the empty steamworks. He had suggested that he and That's Rosie, West what? Oh, it's a West Country um, accent. Hang on, uh, uh, said Thomas. He had suggested that he and Rosie spend the night there to give her the chance to relax. Rosie had refused at first, but relented when she realized that Thomas only wanted to help her relax and to help her forget her torment for one evening. Thomas, Rosie whispered to him.
2: I love you so much, you're just so good to me. You don't have to do anything you aren't comfortable
1: with, Thomas said quickly.
2: We can just talk if you want, or we can kiss if that's what you want. I just want you to relax tonight, and I want you to put everything aside for tonight and relax. Oh Thomas, let's talk then.
0: Alright Rosie, what do you want to talk about? Oh about how much I love you and how much I want to kiss you.
1: Thomas began to kiss Rosie with great care and sensitivity. Rosie blushed as she moved closer to Thomas, reveling in his soft touch upon her. He was so kind and caring, never being too rough or too gentle. He was exactly perfect for her. She loved how he kissed her, and held her close to her. He truly loved her, never wanting to let her go, and she never wanted to leave him.
2: I will not forgive you for this. Soon,
1: Thomas began to kiss her more passionately.
2: Flushing, Rosie kissed him even harder. She was feeling herself needing to kiss Thomas to hold him even closer and kiss him with such forceful passion. Very carefully, Rosie ran her tongue across Thomas's lips. Thomas opened his mouth and let Rosie's tongue dart inside. She was blushing profusely but completely lost in her love for him.
0: For a while, the two were simply kissing each other with a deep passion. Rosie emitted a faint moment of longing when Thomas broke off, and this was amplified when Thomas kissed her cheeks and brow very sweetly and delicately. He was making her feel nothing but pure love and adoration of him, which was exactly how he felt about her. Thomas was only interested in making sure his love was content and enjoying the evening.
1: Rosie's eyes fluttered open. Dimly, she noticed that Thomas was moving her backwards towards the lift. She knew what Thomas was about to do, and she decided she wanted something else from him instead. Uh, Thomas, stop, please. Thomas stopped, looking at Rosie with love and concern in his eyes. What's wrong, Rosie? Don't you want me to do this?
0: No, more than anything, Thomas, it's just that I want you. I want to taste you first, Thomas. It please you first.
1: Thomas was as red as James, realising what his love meant to do.
2: Oh, Rosie, I really I really want to do this for you.
1: Rosie was now inches from him, her eyes hungry and f- her face full of intent. Thomas licked his lips nervously. Rosie was driving him wild inside. All his arguments against this had melted away as he gazed at his love. you want to help me, Thomas? Rosie breathed. Thomas now trembled as his love looked him directly in the eyes.
0: Yes? Do you want me to be distracted, Thomas? Yes?
1: Thomas whispered.
0: Then move backwards towards the lifts, Thomas. Drop your fire. Let me love you.
1: Rosie pushed Thomas backwards towards the lift. Clearly she was intent upon her goals. Thomas blushed as his love kissed him with passion, holding him close and slipping her tongue past his lips again, intertwining them in a passionate dance of love.
0: Drop your fire, Thomas. I want you to enjoy this.
1: Thomas obeyed, captured spellbound by Rosie's eyes. He was slightly shaking as the lift began to raise him skyward. As he went up, he could feel himself becoming exposed to Rosie. His internal workings were revealed to her as he sat upon the lift, perpendicular to the ground. That's not how lifts work. He couldn't help her but blush, feeling his face burn. There was nothing like the inner fire that had been developing within, and was now burning bright. Rosie simply stared at Thomas, revealed to her in all his glory. Thomas was familiar yet strange. There were many places on him that she knew she would spend time upon. Most important of these was his steam port, a nozzle type device pointing down to where the ground would normally be. This, she knew, was the place where excess steam would be drained to help relieve boiler pressure. Every steam engine had such a place. Hers was an open hole on her underside. In that instance, Rosie knew what she was to do. <laughs> Delicately, she touched Thomas's port with her tongue flicking it once. Thomas groaned, trembling, though he had been trembling from the beginning. Rosie couldn't help but smirk at this.
0: Thomas, you're so beautiful,
1: Rosie whispered to him.
0: You're scared, my Thomas. You're shaking. I can't help
1: it, Thomas shuddered.
0: You're just so amazing, Rosie. Have you ever done this before? Never, but I think I know exactly what you want. Do you want me to do this?
1: Rosie gently stroked Thomas's port with her tongue, making him moan and shake harder. All Let me lift you up and
2: down. Rosie, don't stop.
1: Rosie gently licked Thomas's port as if it were an ice cream, making Thomas quake. Rosie was very good despite her inexperience. Her tongue swirled around him, surrounding him, and making him moan with pleasure. It was clear that Rosie was giving Thomas immense satisfaction and pleasure as she continued to work upon him. And Rosie stopped for a moment. Thomas was about to ask her why she had stopped, when suddenly he felt something cool and wet drizzling into his port. He shuddered violently as he realised that Rosie was gently drooling onto him, (laughs) soaking him before she proceeded to lick it all away. Moaning louder than ever, Thomas could not believe how sensitive and powerful Rosie was upon him.
0: This is literally worse than my little pony shift.
1: Yeah, yeah, much. (laughs) No, Thomas. Rosie murmured. How turned on are you?
0: How do you feel? Because I'm so wet right now.
2: Oh, Rosie, don't stop, please. You're just too good.
0: Ah, what do you think of Thomas when you've turned on? Do you think of me sucking you off? Do you imagine me tasting you? Do you think of me covered in you?
1: Rosie's voice was thick with seductive tones. She knew what this would do to Thomas, and what this was doing for herself as well. Thomas's mind was flooded with an impossible image of Rosie underneath him, her lips sealed around his port and sucking deeply, her eyes big and sparkling with love and lust. Suddenly Thomas moaned in absolute pleasure, Rosie was making his dream come true. Rosie had gently wrapped her lips around Thomas's port, delicately applying pressure to him as she caressed him with her tongue. She could taste Thomas on her tongue, absolutely loving the way he tasted to her. As Thomas shook and writhed, she kept licking him inside her mouth, Soon she began to taste something different. Something very different. Thomas was seeing stars from the pleasure Rosie was giving him. Oh, Rosie,
2: are you? I'm going to?
1: Uh... Suddenly, Thomas felt something rising through him, too fast for him to control. Rosie! Rosie stopped, surprised by Thomas's cry. Then she felt Thomas began to spray fluids to her mouth. At really? once, Rosie backed up, caught off guard. Thomas cried out as he released himself all over Rosie. <laughs> She was absolutely covered in his juices, with some still in her mouth. Thomas was helpless to do anything more than shake feverishly, waking, wailing as he released himself.
0: I feel physically sick <laughs> right now. This is You're, genuinely not fun.
1: This is the best erection you've ever had.
2: <laughs> oh dear. Lord. Dripping with Thomas's juices, Rosie felt very different. This was a completely new feeling. It made Rosie feel a burning sort of deep desire deep within her. Never would she have imagined that she could be here, covered with her love's fluids and nothing more. <laughs> she loved this feeling in a deep way. She loved Thomas more deeply than she could possibly describe, and she was sure she loved her. he loved her just as much. He could never love her
1: more than she loved him. At that point, Rosie knew she had to deal with the fluids in her mouth. Intensively, she swallowed them down once, a very strange feeling came over her. She began to feel weak-wheeled as she realised that she had swallowed Thomas's juices. <laughs> Even more intense was the feeling that she liked it. She liked having him in her mouth and wanted to have him again. Thomas. Rosie said tentatively.
0: I want more, Thomas. I want to taste you
1: again. I need more. Thomas trembled as he felt Rosie's warm breath upon his port.
2: Rosie, you're... Oh, oh, Rosie. Oh...
1: Rosie had applied her lips to Thomas once again, this time beginning to suck harder and deeper than she had before. She caressed him with her tongue again, trying to coax him into giving her more of his juices. She needed to feel them slide down her throat, needed to taste them and savour them again. As Rosie raked Thomas's port with her teeth, she felt him writhing from her touch. Oh, Rosie, you're... oh, more, please, you're so... oh, so good, oh... Rosie hummed softly as she continued to suck upon Thomas. Thomas wailed as he shook. His modesty was the least of his concerns. Rosie was making him feel so incredible. The image of Rosie in his mind, coupled with the intense sensation she was making him feel, was threatening to overpower him.
2: Rosie, I- I'm going to... you.
0: I know.
1: Rosie murmured to him as she licked him.
0: I want to taste you, Thomas. I want you. Give me everything you have, my love.
1: Then Rosie moved as close to him as she could, taking as much of him as she could. Nearly gagging... <laughs> <laughs> we can stop Rosie any time, guys. No, any no, time. Come on, we're more than halfway through. Let's power through. Let's get this oh, done. Jesus, Jesus Christ! I Like uh-huh. this has
0: a climactic ending as well.
1: Oh, you! <laughs> the, the ending is exceptional. You. you and it's a good. T- you. I'm not going to spoil it, but you won't see it coming. Oh, Rosie swelled her tongue all around his port, tasting him and sucking deeply. With one cry, cry of pleasure, Thomas released himself into Rosie's mouth. Rosie began to swallow as much of Thomas' fluids as she could, swallowing in perfect rhythm to his release. The taste was unlike anything Rosie had ever experienced before. It was unique and special, just like her Thomas. She LOVED IT!
0: Determinedly, <laughs> Rosie kept swallowing, ignoring the dizziness that came with the knowledge that Thomas's fluids were pouring down her throat, or moving through her. Rosie gulped down every drop that Thomas gave her, and then proceeded to use her tongue to clean up any remaining traces left over. Oh, had she been aware of any her master reactions, Rosie would have noticed Thomas bucking and writhing upon the lift as Rosie cleaned him out with her very sensitive tongue.
2: Finally, Rosie backed away, letting Thomas come down for his high. Thomas was still trembling even after he hit the ground, breathing heavily and moaning softly. He looked so cute in Rosie's mind. Then she remembered how she had swallowed every drop of his juices and reconsidered. Thomas was more than cute; he
1: was her love, and he had turned her on. Thomas, on the other hand, simply thought Rosie was hot. There was nothing else for it, she was absolutely incredible, and their love for each other was absolute. Rosie was perfect. She was also gazing at him with such burning lust and longing in her eyes that it made Thomas weak wield Thomas? Rosie breathed, moving over closer to him as she spoke.
0: Do you know how you can it? No. Would
1: you like to? Thomas kissed Rosie deeply and passionately, his tongue moving inside her mouth to meet hers. Thomas caught the taste of... He recognised his own... <laughs> His own fluids upon Rosie's mouth as he kissed her, he tasted himself inside of her, and knew that Rosie had truly swallowed every drop he had given her, and she had loved it. The thought nearly made Thomas wish he were back on the lift, letting Rosie have even more of the juices he knew she would release upon the slightest touch. So turned on was he. His first uh, um, locomotive based snowball I've ever <laughs> <laughs> I've heard of.
0: <laughs> but not the <to> last. Laugh. <laughs>
1: Rosie was past pink and turned a dark shade of crimson. She was terribly aroused and now in need of release. She needed Thomas' touch upon her to make her truly make her evening complete. She wanted Thomas to make her come to him, to-, to release everything else from her life except that one powerful moment. As Thomas carefully moved them backwards, never breaking their kiss, Rosie knew she would get her wish. Drop your fire. Hold on tight.
0: I know, my love. Just hold tight. No, hang on. Not here, Thomas. Kissing. Sorry.
1: He's Stop reading ahead. He's skipping because he's so into this.
0: <laughs> I'm skipping ahead
1: to make it go faster.
2: I'm just i I'm just concerned because his microphone's gonna pick up every sound.
1: Oh god, no. I don't it, want to will hear that. it will be vomit. Uh, at least we're not on webcam I think we this week. Uh, I don't want to see, see him banging away. Uh, Thomas and Rosie simply kissed each other deeply, in their passions for one another and not willing to let the other go. Their tongues swirled inside each other's mouths as they kissed each other, passionately giving themselves to each other. Thomas kept kissing Rosie until he was sure she was ready to stop. The two broke away, gazed into each other's eyes with pure love and trust. Rosie was blushing deeply, looking at Thomas with a burning desire. She needed him now.
2: Thomas. I know, my love. Just hold I can't get over the fact that they're in the fucking rails at this point. I else do it? I yeah, don't try it. to think about it's it. it.
1: Well, they'd have to couple with each, with each other's carriage hooks or, I don't know I'm not know i am not i trying not to think yeah, about anything there are some serious <laughs> logistical issues with all yeah, of this I'm trying to sort of tune out every mental why image that could be why no, are
0: we doing this isn't fun
1: because someone has to oh, <laughs> it's the only way the internet will learn platform 6
0: for the 2020 virgin pendolino service to crew
1: calling at wolverhampton stafford and crew Rosie felt herself rising up on the lift, felt herself becoming more exposed to Thomas, and somehow felt his eyes looking her all over. Rosie blushed deeper, if it were even possible. She somehow liked the fact that Thomas was seeing her revealed to him like this. Trembling from anticipation, Rosie felt herself growing wetter and wetter. She knew what Thomas was to do with her, and she wanted nothing more than for him to do it. Thomas gently licked Rosie's underside, moving slowly down and kissing her as he went. Rosie moaned, trembling as Thomas moved carefully along her underside, giving special care and attention to her in as many places as he could. There was no doubt that Thomas was feeling Rosie feel so very good inside. That's it, my love. Just relax.
2: Let yourself go. Moan for me, Rosie. Come to me. Thomas, you're you're so good.
1: Rosie whimpered as Thomas missed her port, moving near it but never touching it directly.
0: Oh, eat me, Thomas. Please, I'm so wet, Thomas. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: Trust me Rosie, I know what I'm doing Thomas murmured Then without warning he nipped at a certain place on Rosie That he knew would make her even more aroused Rosie yelped But began to moan as Thomas licked and kissed it feverishly He was taking great care to make sure Rosie was not hurt Only wanting her to feel pleasure before satisfaction
0: This was clearly written by someone who'd read an awful lot about sex But had never ever experienced it
1: And trained <laughs> Never been on a train either <laughs> uh, Thomas drifted his tongue across Rosie's underside, kissing her and making her shake. Rosie whimpered as Thomas deliberately circled around her court, but did not reach it. He was not ready for Rosie to release herself yet. He wanted her to enjoy this, wanted her to thoroughly enjoy her release when it came. In the meantime, he continued to kiss Rosie's underside, making her wail as she came upon certain spots underneath her. Rosie was moaning with pure pleasure and a firm desire for release. Thomas was being so thorough, and so detailed in his ministrations upon her, she was trembling as she tried to keep herself controlled. Whimpering she shook as Thomas's tongue began to move ever closer to that sweetest of spots within her.
0: Um, Thomas, mm, you're, you're, you're going to make me, make me...
2: Hey Rosie, Are you you into orgasm already? For fuck's sake okay, okay, Rosie! Rosie? all right. <laughs> <laughs> you can do it if you want
1: to. <laughs> Thomas murmured to her. Rosie whimpered as she struggled to main con- maintain control of herself. Thomas's voice was low and seductive, driving her wild.
2: <laughs> you can come to me, Rosie. Shall I turn you on even more? Thomas. Rosie gasped, trembling. Please, I really need to. Oh. Do it, Rosie. Let yourself go. Let me get covered in you. Let me taste you. So seductive, so Oh, dear God, this is awful.
0: I just hope that someone from the NSA is listening in on this and trying yeah. to work out what horrible, awful coded messages we buried in this.
1: I'm pretty sure this is going to be our last episode.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Podcasting Council of Great Britain will have us executed for this.
2: Yeah, fair enough, really. I want to make you orgasm so hard you'll scream. Thomas, please,
0: eat me. It's too much. Thomas, please,
1: oh. Thomas had gently begun to rick- lick Rosie's opening, <laughs> tasting the liquids leaking from her port. <laughs> Thomas, Rosie wailed as Thomas carefully moved his tongue inside of her, savouring her. He dipped his tongue inside her again and again, lapping up her fluids with great care and sensitivity.
2: Hmm, you taste so good. Why not
1: you come to me, Rosie? Let me taste you some more. Thomas murmured, licking her port and beginning to eat her out. I want you to to cover me, soak me you, my love. I want you dripping out
2: of me, off me.
1: B- both, I shouldn't wonder. <laughs> Suddenly, Rosie began to lose control. The images of Thomas thoroughly covered in her, combined with her intense feelings of inner heat and passion, overpowered her at last.
2: Thomas, I'm- Ah! <laughs> as,
1: <laughs> as Thomas had promised, Rosie screamed as she released herself. Thomas began to suck directly upon her opening, drinking her fluids deeply and reaching deep into her core to lap up her juices. He could taste her upon his tongue as he lapped up all of her fluids, revelling in the way Rosie was bucking and writhing, struggling to release more of the tension that had built up inside of her. You realise you're probably giving all of your kids complexes just by reading this within the same house as them. Uh, I'm, they're not watching Thomas' tank engine ever again, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Bloody
0: rides
2: <laughs> Rosie was in a state of ecstatic pleasure. She felt herself releasing her orgasm felt Thomas drinking it up and screaming as she came even harder. Thomas was just too much. He had built Rosie up with his teasing on purpose, purely so her climax would be big and powerful. At that moment, though, Rosie could not care. All she knew was that her orgasm was tearing through her with extreme force, (laughs)
1: making her oblivious to all else. However, Thomas was not finished yet. He groaned into Rosie as he continued to lick her port, making Rosie scream as she came again. Rosie buckled and shook, trying desperately to let herself go completely. She just felt too good inside. Thomas kept eating Rosie out, smirking as he felt Rosie orgasm again and again.
2: Oh Rosie, you can come to me. Let's town. So ah Thomas. Ah, I'm going too.
1: Ah. <laughs> at last, Thomas backed off. Rosie was carefully lowered back to the ground, shaking as she went. She was trembling, feeling weak-wheeled from her multiple orgasms. Breathing heavily, she saw Thomas smiling gently at her. All he had upon his face was pure love for her probably a lot of oil and uh, friction, friction <laughs> management about that too much. Uh, he had pleasured her had allowed her to pleasure him and had made her feel so very good inside everything he had done he had done for her Rosie began to tear up to Thomas's surprise
0: Thomas thank you
1: she whispered softly kissing him sweetly thank you for doing this for me
0: I needed this I needed you
1: I love you Rosie I'll always be here for you you know that smiling through her tears Rosie kissed Thomas gently on his mouth slipping her tongue inside and joining them immeasurably. Thomas felt the tears on his face as she kissed him, blushing as she kept giving herself to him completely. Rosie needed to feel her love holding her, needed to keep him as close to her as possible, to rid her of the memories that consumed her.
0: It didn't work, Thomas. I still remember them.
1: She whispered to her love, upset.
2: you will always remember them, my love. Never forget them. Just remember the good times instead of the bad.
0: Oh, Thomas, the memories, my brothers gone. The memories hurt so much.
1: Rosie shivered slightly as she remembered, tears silently falling down her face. I miss them all so much. They'd be proud of you, Thomas said quietly. They'd be proud to know how
2: well you've done. They'd be proud to know you're so strong and brave, and that you're still strong for them. They'd love you as much as
1: I do. Rosie shook as she wept, words failing her, and she cried into Thomas's embrace. She knew that she was strong and brave, but she still loved that Thomas was always there to hold her and support her. As she cried, Thomas whispered words of comfort to her, never letting her go and always being there for her. Holding her, he kissed her brow and kept her close to him until she had fallen asleep.
2: Well, that
0: was what horrific. What the ever-living yeah, yeah. fuck did you two find? No, I
2: have to, I have to raise several questions here, which had uh, not occurred to me the first time, and I don't know whether there was context that provided this, but... What is the backstory here?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, her brothers have been slaughtered, presumably, and she just went and had a fuck to r- f- forget about it, I suppose.
2: Uh, I mean, yeah, it's all I can kind of take from it. It's, yeah. uh,
1: but her brothers would be proud of what she'd achieved with Thomas.
2: For, like, really dubious, erotic fanfiction of children's TV shows, it's surprisingly coherently written. Um, it's uh, kind of weird. Like, there's a lot of very poor grammar, but the basic sentence structure and spelling are a lot better than you typically expect from this kind of thing.
1: Are they? And let's not forget that it was hot as fuck. I till, literally
0: so. feel physically mm. nauseated.
1: Good. So, um, yeah, just think what fan 65 has been doing while you've been reading that out.
0: I f- still feel physically nauseated, but for extra reasons now.
1: Yeah, he is going to have that on loop for the rest of his life, I would imagine.
0: I should imagine that you're right.
1: But anyway, there's uh, there's no point in doing anything else after that because there's absolutely no chance anyone is still <laughs> listening. Um, I think we need a health and safety and, warning
0: on on the advert for this podcast.
1: Um yeah, I can put a parental advisory um thing over the front of the picture or something. Um I need to go and have a shower now and um probably I might sit down in the shower because that seems to be a good way of getting <laughs> over
0: um I'm just going a to horrific... drink for quite some time.
1: Yeah. Um, that's not a bad shout yet. So, uh, anyway, we won't be back next week because, um, we will have been killed. Hopefully.
0: (laughs) If there's a merciful God. Yes.
1: Yeah. So, uh, thanks for sticking with us for the last 43 episodes. Um, what's a good podcast that you go and listen to instead? Um, not geek news radio. They're fuckers. Um, how about? Oh, Adam Buxton has just started up his podcast again. Just listen to that instead. That's uh, way better than us, and he doesn't make you listen to um, horrible Thomas Tank Engine uh, erotic erotic fan fiction yet. Yet, yeah. I mean, everyone's going to end up there, aren't they? Stands mm. to reason. Good time. Yeah. Right. Well, um, that's enough of that. Uh, let's go let's. away. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>
2: Jesus fuck.